And as we worship the Lord today, glad tidings will go back to glory. Each name will be reported that you have been at church, you worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. What do you say? So at this time, we invite you to stand as we do our call to worship. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Father, for bringing us here today to worship. We have the assurance that you are with us. Make us aware of your presence. And grant, O oh God, that that awareness will cause us to submit ourselves to you in every way. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Please remain standing for opening hymn, hymn number 514, Lord of our life. Brother McLaren, will you please join us? And Dr. Stern, if you're here. Lord of our life and God of our salvation, star of our night and hope of every nation,
As we come this morning, O oh God, realize that each person here has needs. Each person has difficulties. And so as we come this morning, O oh God, we are petitioning your throne to bless your members. Bless all those who have come as visitors to our church today. And help, O oh God, that as the words are spoken, some soul will be one to you. Somebody will hear your words and say, Lord, I too want to serve you. As we come this day, we pray, God, that you will look at the hearts of each person and bless them. Oh God, your work has to be finished. Then you will come 
And so we look forward to the 17th of this month when a new camp, a new program, a program will be introduced here where your words will be spoken. And we are asking, oh God, that you mobilize the church to support this very, very important program. We ask, oh God, that you will bless the lay activity people who will go out to spread your word and to invite people. We invite you, oh God, to be present here and to bless people as they come. These times, this is a new year, and people want to be blessed. People need your comfort. People need your support. People need your God. And so we ask that as this seminar begins next on the 17th, that you will so strengthen it and help that many souls will be won to your kingdom. And as we come back today, second Sabbath of 2009, we ask that the words which are spoken today will reach someone here. There are souls who are here for the first times, first time, and oh God, we ask that you'll just touch somebody so that they will also respond positively to your word. Bless each member here, bless the choir, bless all the leaders of this church, and oh God, help us that as we start this new year, we will make sacrifice to worship you, to spread your word, and to bless, and to work with each other in unity. Thank you for your prayers, we pray, oh God, for Christ's sake. Amen.
just before we have the offertory, I wonder whether there are any uh, members of a church who would like to have a form to invite your friends to the Stop Smoking Seminar. We had given out some forms before, but in case you are here and you would like, we just raise your hand. Sister Castro, can you help us, please? Please keep them raised so we'll be able to serve you. At the end of which, Sister Gordon will do the offertory. Thank you. Please return them on Sabbath so that we'll be able to commence as quickly after. some more for you I guess after church this afternoon this afternoon for those persons who need more I can see brother jump after church this afternoon rather <coughs> Genesis 2 verse 2 and 3 reads and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. As we worship the Lord of the Sabbath and are reminded of his sovereignty, let us give generously to the one who has given us so much. The deacons will now wait on us for the morning's tithes and offering. And while they collect, I will remind us of some principles of stewardship as found in Councils and Stewardship, page 107, the principles of stewardship. Are we as individuals searching God's word carefully and prayerfully, lest we shall depart from his precepts and requirements? The Lord will not look upon us with pleasure if we withholdeth anything small or great that should be returned to him. 
If we desire to spend money to gratify our own inclinations, let us think of the good we might do with that money. Let us lay aside for the master small and large sums that the work may be built up in new places. If we spend selfishly the money so much needed, the Lord does not, cannot bless us with his commendation. As stewards of the grace of God, we are handling the Lord's money. It means much, very much to us to be strengthened by his rich grace day by day, to be enabled to understand he will, his will to be found faithful in that which is least as well as in that which is great. When this is our experience, the service of Christ will be a reality to us. God demands this of us, and before angels and men, we should reveal our gratitude for what he has done for us. God's benevolence to us, we should reflect back in praise and deeds of mercy. Do all church members realize that all they have is given them to us to be used and improved for God's glory? God keeps a faithful account with every human being in our world. And when the day of reckoning comes, the faithful steward takes no credit to himself. He does not say, my pound, but thy pound hath gained. I've gained other pounds. Let us stand. for this your holy sabbath day we thank you god for the opportunity to praise you with our voices with our talents father and with our presence in your church this morning fathers we are reminded of your gifts to us as we are stewards to do with your gifts as you have directed us to do we pray that you bless us and help us to give liberally we thank those who have given this morning continue to bless us we pray for christ's sake amen <coughs> This time we'll be having dedication of our babies. So we invite the parents along with relatives who have come to support at this time to come forward.
I'm inviting the elders to join us. Festival and game. Festival child education service is always a significant one in the life of the church. It is a time of celebration. It's a time when we acknowledge God's goodness to us. And this morning we celebrate with the parents of Jaden Blake and Samuel David Samuel Daniel Davis, Samuel Daniel Davis. As you know very well, Samuel Daniel is the son of two of our members we love dearly. We are so happy for them and for the family, family members who have come to support them. And we are also very happy for Jaden Blake and his family members. I cannot pretend that I have all of the details, but I do not need to have all the details to know that these lives are very special. Amen. We are just happy for all of you, and it is our prayer that God will bless you. I asked myself a question this morning, and the question is What is a child? What is a child? And I have used the acronym, use the word child in the form of an acronym to answer that question. And I'll share that with you. A child is a challenge. Rise to meet it. 
a child's hope, express it confidently. A child is investment, guard it faithfully. A child is love, reveal it unselfishly. And a child is destiny, prepare for it. I read from the book of Mark, and I see another definition of a child. Mark chapter 9, reading from verse 35 to 37. And Jesus sat down and called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. Look at what he did. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth not me, but him that sent me. When I read this, I came away with this definition for child. A child is an opportunity for receiving Jesus. Amen. So parents, you have an opportunity through childbirth to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. It is as you receive him that this infant dedication will take on significance. You will have to be the apostle to say to Jaden and to Samuel that on the 11th day of January 2009, you were dedicated to God at the Andrews Memorial Seventh-day Adventist Church. You have to be the apostle to say that to these children. But you must accept Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. And it is not a one-time thing. It is a daily experience. May God bless you as we present these children to God. I'm inviting the church to stand and join us in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life of Jaden and Samuel. We thank you for their parents and for their siblings. And we commit them into your care today. We ask that you bless them both with heaven's richest blessing. We pray, O oh God, that these children will bring joy to their parents. May they, as a result of these children, have a closer walk with you and a more meaningful relationship with the other family members. We know, God, that you have a plan 
for the life of each one of these little ones. And I pray that the parents will cooperate with you as this plan unfolds. Grant that there will be no sacrifice too big for them to make for the welfare of these children. We ask that you will keep them healthy. We ask that you will keep them handsome and beautiful. We pray that you will give them material wealth, sharp intelligence, and uh, an active spirituality. As they grow, God, help that they will commit themselves and their resources to you. And may their lives make the lives of others better. Give their parents the wisdom that they need to bring them up in the right way. May they be able to teach both by precept and by example. Provide them with all of the resources that they need to facilitate development in every way and remind the parents that the greatest of all resource is the resource of unconditional love. Help them to give it freely. I pray, O oh God, that as they come into the, to this community of faith today, that each member here will recognize that he or she has a role to play in the growth of these children. Your words say that the child is not born just to the parents, but the child is born to the community. For unto us, to all of us a child is born, unto us they are given. Help us, O oh God, to accept our responsibility and to play our part very well. So, Lord, we present Jaden and we present Samuel to you. We ask that you'll write down their names in your book and remember them. Grant that your angels will watch over them and may no harm befall them from which they are not delivered. And when your kingdom of glory shall come, I pray that these children, along with their parents, will be saved in it. Thank you, O God, for hearing and answering our prayers. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord give his peace, Jaden and Samuel, both now and forevermore. Amen. amen. And amen.
stand for the scripture reading. The scripture reading will be taken from Judges 12, verses 2 to 6. 4 to 6, actually. 4 to 6. So it will be Judges 12, verses 4 to 6. I will read in your hearing. Then Jephthah gathered together all the men of Gilead and fought with Ephraim. And the men of Gilead smote Ephraim, because they said, Ye Gileads are fugitives of Ephraim, among the Ephraimites and among the Massonites. And the Gileadites took the passages of Jordan before the Ephraimites, and it was so that when those Ephraimites which were escaped said, Let me go over, that the men of Gilead said unto him, Art thou an Ephraimite? And if said, and he said, Nay. Then said they unto him, Say now, Shibboleth. And he said, Sibboleth. For he could not frame to pronounce it right. And they took him and slew him at the passages of Jordan. And there fell at the time of the Ephraimites forty and two thousand. Here endeth the reading of God's holy word. Please be seated. <laughs> so I always have to good to have a breath of fresh air as we worship. It is good also that we smile. This morning the one appointed to speak to us is none other than pastor of our church, Pastor Lorenzo King. He was born in Portland, educated at Titchfield, NCU and other educational institutions. He holds a diploma in education, a Bachelor of Arts degree in Religion and Theology, and a Master of Arts degree in Pastoral Theology. Pastor King 
entered the gospel ministry in 1995 and he has served in Manchester, in St. Catherine and St. Anne. We're privileged to have him as our pastor here at Andrews. We know that God has appointed him for, for such a time as this to be our pastor. We know that he has also laid a message, a special one, on Pastor King's heart for us today. As we listen to the message from the throne, may we breathe a prayer for the messenger of the Lord, Pastor Lorenzo King. We will have a song of meditation from the youth choir, after which we will hear the message of the hour from Pastor King. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Youth Choir. Well rendered, well received. Just a note of clarity. The Sister Jamison that I spoke of earlier, whose funeral service will be held on Thursday, is a member of the Dunbar's, the Dunbar tribe. Um, that is to say, a member of the Davis's tribe. Just to give a context, so this is a long-standing member of the church. I invite in your support. Ella Thomas has advised me that he has two of his sisters worshiping here today, and he would mind if they be specially recognized. So I'm going to invite Yvonne and Hazel, wherever they are, just to wave and be recognized. We'll say amen. Okay, there they are. Thank you very much. And all the other persons, if I didn't call your name, the information did not come to me. And probably, if it had, I wouldn't even call all of the names. I just want to say welcome to all of you. It is God alone. Who is God? What do you say to that? And we are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. My, the topic of my presentation today is Shibboleth. Shibboleth. And I'm sure the men in the control room will know how to spell that word. Let's boys in prayer. Our Father in heaven, be with us now as we study your words. Give us a gift of the Holy Spirit. Help us to understand your words and help us to transform that understanding into living. Thank you, God, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. I invite you, uh, gentlemen, if you could give me our scripture passage from the New International Version. I want to read it from the New International Version. Judges 12, 5 to 6. Judges 12, 4 to 6, rather. Jephthah then called together the men of Gilead and fought against Ephraim. The Gileadites struck them down because the Ephraimites had said, You Gileadites are renegades from Ephraim and Manasseh. The Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan leading to Ephraim. And whenever a survivor of Ephraim said, Let me cross over. The men of Gilead asked him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he replied, No. They said, All right. Say, Shibole. If he said, Sibole, because he could not pronounce the word correctly, they seized him and killed him at the fords of the Jordan. Forty-two Thousand Ephraimites 
were killed at that time. How would you like to be in a situation where your life, where your life depends on your ability to pronounce a word that is difficult for you to pronounce. Would you like that? <laughs> Many of us, even eloquent speakers, mispronounce words that are very familiar. For myself, I have my personal critic here. And that person is going to come to me after I'm through and say, Pastor, you mispronounce these words. I get it every time I, every time I speak. <laughs> every time I speak. <laughs> and that's one to put on the list. Even eloquent speakers mispronounce words that are familiar incorrectly. Some years ago, well, in my early Christian experience, I had a pastor who had a habit of inserting the letter H between S and I. And one of his favorite songs was number 666 from the old church hymnal. And this is not apocryphal, this is true. So it says, Brethren, let us sing number 666. He would say that. But he would have a real problem when he tried to say, Brethren, let us sit. <laughs> so he would say, Brethren, let us. Fortunately for him, his life was not dependent on his ability to articulate accurately. The Ephraimite soldiers were not so fortunate on that fateful day. In a literal sense, life and death was in the power of their tongue. 42,000 of them lost their lives violently that day. What was it that caused this war? And again, I would say this stupid war. The Ammonites had come to fight against the people of Israel. And the Israelites had no one to lead them into battle. So they sent for Jephthah to lead them. Now Jephthah had a terrible experience. The Bible says that he was the son of a harlot. He was the product of marital infidelity. 
So he was not accepted in the family. And as he grew older, they thrust him out. His brothers would not have him. So he went on his own and he gathered a gang around him. And he became known for his ability to fight. So when they needed someone to fight, they sent for Jephthah. And Jephthah said to them, well, you didn't treat me nicely. Why is it that you are sending for me now? Will you make me your chief, your head, if I come and fight? And they said, yes. So Jephthah came. He rallied the troops from the 12 tribes of Israel, went to battle, and the enemy was defeated. After the battle, the people of Ephraim came to Jephthah and said, We are going to burn your house down. We are going to destroy you and destroy your family because you did not involve us in the battle. Jephthah said, No, that's not true. I sent for you and you refused to come. And that led to the civil war. Israelite fighting Israelite. Jephthah's army defeated the Ephraimites. The Ephraimites, badly beaten, and trying to escape, they came to the ford of Jordan. And unfortunately for them, the ford was controlled by their enemy. Jephthah's men said, look, when anyone came to cross, because like Saddam Hussein's army, after the invasion, I took off their uniform and just mixed it the population. They were like that. They weren't looking like soldiers. So they said, let us over. Jephthah's men said, say Shibole. And I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they said Sibole, they would be killed. That's a tragedy. You know, that war was totally unnecessary. The thing that gave rise to the war should have been a thing for celebration throughout 